0: Welcome to The Anchor Daily. My name is Derek, and we are reading through Esther. Have you ever watched a movie where at a crucial moment, a revelation comes to light that completely flips the script on everything that came before? Well, the first moment that came to mind for me was a classic. Luke Skywalker is pinned down. He's lost a hand. And the villain, who he has been told killed his father is about to do the same to him. Then all of a sudden, from the face mask of Darth Vader, we hear the revelation, no, I am your father. My apologies for the spoiler on a 43-year-old movie, but in that moment, the script is flipped on everything that Luke had believed. Today in Esther chapter nine, Esther, Mordecai, and the Jews find themselves in such a flip-the-script moment. Let's read in verse 1. Now in the twelfth month, month, which is the month of Adar, on the thirteenth day of the same, when the king's command and edict were about to be carried out, on the very day when the enemies of the Jews hoped to gain mastery over them, the reverse occurred. The Jews gained mastery over those who hated them. As we read in chapter 7 of Esther a few days ago, Haman, a man who was violently racist against God's people, the Jews, had the script flipped on him, and he died on the same gallows that he planned to hang Mordecai. Then in chapter 8, by the king's decree, Mordecai wrote an edict allowing the Jews to strike back at their enemies, the people who hated them. Here's how they did this. In chapter 9, Verse 6, it says, In Susa, the citadel itself, the Jews killed and destroyed 500 men. Later in verse 15, The Jews who were in Susa gathered also on the 14th day of the month of Adar, and they killed 300 men in Susa. And verse 16, Now the rest of the Jews who were in the king's provinces also gathered to defend their lives and got relief from their enemies and killed 75,000 of those who hated them. Now, I need to pause here because I'll admit, as excited as I was for God's people to flip the script and be saved from their enemies, I'm pretty aghast at the brutality on display due to the reversal of fortune. I chose this passage from Esther to wrestle with you today, Bethel, because this is honestly the type of passage that I genuinely struggle to read and make sense of it all. I don't have it all figured out, and and I don't have any easy answers when confronted with the killing of 500, 300, and then 75,000 people at the hands of the people of God. Passages such as this have been used by Christians in the past to justify wars, and in the present to justify harshness towards anyone who disagrees with us. But how should we view this passage rightly and approach our enemies with the same flip the script reality as the Jews viewed their enemies in Esther 9? It's appropriate to first remember who the people of God and their enemies represent in this Old Testament picture. The Jews, God's chosen people were saved by him out of Egypt, not because they were special or had done anything to earn God's favor, but simply because he chose to lavish them with his love. Even after this, they continued to be broken, sinful, complaining, and make many mistakes. But nevertheless, God chose them to be a stand-in for his holiness his being different from all others these other nations then represent sinfulness brokenness separation from and acting against god aside for which the appropriate punishment is death death it is deserved not just because of the sinful actions but because those actions are done against a perfect god thus they are the only necessary response to set things right that can possibly be elimination or death of that sin from the presence of God's perfection. Yet even knowing this, so often we look at life and it appears to us that this order isn't being followed. The evil people are actually winning. God's enemies appear to be prevailing, just like Haman in Esther. When life feels like this, it can be helpful to turn to the book of Psalms, in particular to uh, an imprecatory psalm where the author is admitting their feelings of frustration to God and even asking God to curse or destroy their enemies. In Psalm 69, verse 24, the author David asked the Lord concerning his enemies, pour out your indignation upon them and let your burning anger overtake them. May their camp be a desolation. That's harsh stuff, but it's real emotions as we respond to enemies in the world around us. But it's here that the script gets flipped again. Just a few verses earlier, in Psalm 69, verse 21, we read, They gave me poison for food, and my thirst They gave me sour wine to drink. Hmm. Sour wine to drink. I've heard that before. Where was that? Oh, yeah. We just read that a few weeks ago in Mark 15, verse 36. As Jesus was dying on the cross, and his enemies in that moment gave him sour wine to drink. And it is here, on the cross, where Jesus died, that, all of this comes together in that moment on the cross jesus didn't just represent our sin like god's enemies back in the day of esther he actually became our sin for us the perfect man who did not sin endured all of god's punishment for sin and died an undeserving death so that all who have faith in him may now be a part of the people of God. The death of the 500, 300, 75,000, and everyone for all time, Jesus took upon himself on the cross. See, we were the enemies of God, deserving of that death. But Jesus died for us giving us his perfection in exchange for our brokenness. This was the ultimate flip of the script. So now, when we want to destroy our enemies, we should run to the cross and see how we are the ones who actually destroyed Jesus. Yet he endured that destruction, was resurrected back to life, and instead of paying us back by death, actually gives us his grace the grace to live another day with him, even to be in his family. So now we can flip the script. Because of what Jesus did for us, we can give our enemies grace and new life by showing them Jesus instead of the death that they deserve. As I see Esther, Mordecai, and the Jews destroy their enemies, I ultimately see Jesus on the cross flipping the script for good on the enemy of death and defeating death through his resurrection. May you see him too, Bethel. Jesus, may you be more and more clear to us in the story of Esther, in the faces of our enemies, and in all the pages of the Bible. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us today. If you want to check out more podcasts just like this, you can go to Bethel.ch and you'll find amazing selections of podcasts and much more. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email us with podcasts at Bethel.ch. See you next time.